of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. And he told them another parable. The kingdom of heaven is like yeast that a woman took and mixed in with three measures of flour until all of it was leavened. Good morning, everyone. If you could turn to 414 in your blue book, please. 414. The words will also be projected. Sorry, purple. Wrong book. <laughs> the sing the purple or sing the story, whatever you prefer. Number 121. Nothing is lost on the breath of God.
worship space. Let us pray. So I invite you to close your eyes and pray. <laughs> Thank you, God, for waking us up in this misty, foggy morning. Thank you for just revealing yourself in different ways that we don't see you often. Even though we don't sometimes notice these differences, God, I just pray that today we are able to reflect on those moments where you have revealed yourself to us. Let us today hear this, this, today's speaker and just reflect on those times. And I pray that we open our hearts and minds into this. I pray all these things in your name, amen. Today's chapel will be focusing on and reflecting in times and moments in our lives where we have noticed God move in different ways than expected, forming our own faith stories. Today's speaker is Laurel Woodward Breckbill. Laurel graduated from Goshen College in 2013, majoring in art. Since graduating, Laurel spent one year serving, in, serving with Mennonite Voluntary Service in America in Alamosa, Colorado. Since she, since she graduated, she's also served at the Center for Respiratory Programs, working primarily with their court division program with underage youth. Laurel also worked with Rachel's Bread, a local bakery. Laurel is now working as student life intern for Goshen College. This year, she has roles with campus ministries and residence life. Today, Laurel will be sharing her faith story. Please join me in welcoming her. Good morning. It's exciting to see such a crowd this morning and Another special welcome to those of you visiting. Um, maybe there are more visitors, but um, I know that we have a large prospective crowd here this morning. I have all kinds of feels standing before you today, but I'm excited to share part of my faith story with you because I am inspired when hearing different perspectives or experiences of those um, dealing, struggling with faith. Just a quick note about chapel this morning. Um, in light of some of the things I'm saying and as we were planning, we've decided um, to change things up a bit and break out of those normal, um, traditional orders of worship together. And so as I'm speaking about my experiences this morning 
And as we continue in a whimsical chapel experience, I invite you to feel fully welcome and also entirely uncomfortable in the same space. I am a processor, or at least I think I am. If things become too emotionally charged, too chaotic, too stressful, I retreat, I reflect, and then I try to prepare to return with a readiness to re-engage. Lately, it's been a little difficult to re-enter, and I've found myself remembering some of the reflective practices that I found during my time as a student at Goshen College. The first uh, practice began my first year at Goshen College, and I called it Always Within Never. I believe this phrase came from a novel that I had just finished, but my interpretation went a little like this. Every few days, I would challenge myself to find an always within never moment, a moment where I consciously paused to take in some wonderment that I may have missed while passing. I began this practice by spending 15 minutes watching a spider build its web. It was uh, at the beginning of the day, I was crashing down Miller's stairwell, and I could hear my dad telling me to slow down, but I ran out the door and glanced at the web and found myself re-entering the building to watch the miracle of the spider casting its web unexplainably in symmetric directions, always within never. In this practice, I was inspired to acknowledge what miracles are around us every day. I, we've heard some very creative hymn texts this morning, and another one that comes to mind is um, from hymnal worship book number 325. Creating God, your fingers trace the bold designs of farthest space. Let sun and moon and stars and light and what lies hidden praise your might. It feels good to take time to praise the wonders in our lives. In college, I was introduced to many formal prayer practices, and wanting desperately to find a contemplative one that worked for me, I experimented with prayer walking. I thought this would give me space to process challenging experiences in church, both as they related to new faith communities and also transitions that were happening in my life. In prayer walking, you choose a phrase, a question, or a struggle to repeat contemplatively as you walk. But it turned out that prayer walking didn't really work for me. I think it was too slow. I was very unfocused. And eventually, I discovered that running worked. I, the faster I moved, the more I had to match my struggles to my steps, and I wasn't able to become as unfocused. Whatever the activity, finding intentional ways to hold tough questions created a much-needed space for me to reflect on issues of faith that were otherwise difficult for me to process or engage in. The final practice I learned was more of a lesson. It was during my study service term semester in Senegal where I really experienced what it meant to take time. I was, and often am, still under the impression that I never have any time to take. And so this story can get pretty long because it took me several times to learn, um, but I'll be brief. It was an afternoon on my way to our weekly unit meal, and I stopped at my host mom's house to check in. I was sort of in a rush. The neighbors were home, and being mealtime, I was invited to share with them. 
So I accepted. And although I ate quickly, the neighbor kids managed to bring me up to speed on their school projects and even teach me a few words in Wolof, the local language. Next, I ran off to the family restaurant for another try at finding my mom. At the restaurant, though, again, no host mom, but another meal. This time, my mother's cousin was inviting, um, invited me and also another vendor to join us. And our conversation got pretty real as I was practically force-fed fish balls. Somehow, I rolled my way to the SST group meal, uh, sick and frustrated at how late I was, but it turned out that nobody really minded. And to this day, those short meals together remain one of the most powerful memories of my SST experience. Taking time forced me to step away from my expectations and live into the reality of others creating a new shared space together. From this experience, I have come to learn how often taking time leads to great opportunities of dialogue with others. And as someone who enjoys reflecting, it is stretching experiences like this that come back to me in these moments and inspire me to continue pursuing conversations with others. Retreating and reflecting have become essential parts of how I relate to God. And if I ever doubted that this was a meaningful way of relating for me, I have many journals full of reflections to prove otherwise. It's very telling. I discovered some in my process of preparing for today. And it is in these reflective spaces that I challenge myself to hold pain, my pain and the pain of my community. I challenge myself to reflect on difficult questions to discover what it means to cultivate a strong, healthy, and welcoming community. And I challenge myself to always return with new insights, new questions, and a renewed will to listen. I also want to acknowledge that reflecting, um, reflective practices are not for everyone. And even as I remember ways that I step away, I'm reminded of times that I must challenge myself to stay engaged. I find that this balance is an important part of developing a healthy relationship with my faith. Today we have heard and will continue to hear parables that Jesus shared in the Gospel of Matthew. Parables are, by definition, a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson. And they are examples of taking time to learn from small, ordinary stories in our lives. Parables challenge me to think about the stories lived by those around me. What will happen to the mustard seed story that my neighbor shared with me? How do my actions rise like yeast to inspire those around me? I, can find, I find that one of the joys of reflecting is also that I am led, um, left with more questions than answers. And I think about how we can learn from others how to interact with the mysteries of God, how to bring our joys and struggles, our pain, our grief, our questions, together in a way that makes um, space to welcome the powerful presence of the divine. How can we take time to hear stories of others around us? How can we add our stories in a way that enriches the communities of which we are a part? So here I am again, preparing to re-enter. I'm full of twice the questions, and that's okay. These questions accompany when I engage 
with others and make re-entering easier because they shape my conversations going forward. But overwhelmingly, I am reminded that through these reflections, it is with time that I connect with others and with God. I want to end this time with words from the poet Mary Oliver. Mary Oliver is a poet I often go to in times of inspiration or reflection. And she writes in the song, in the poem Song of the Builders. On a summer morning, I sat down on a hillside to think about God, a worthy pastime. Near me, a cricket, I saw a single cricket. It was moving the grains of the hillside this way and that way. How great was its energy, how humble its effort. Let us hope it will always be like this, each of us going on in our inexplicable ways, building the universe. I encourage you to take time to find moments of inexplicable wonder, to engage in difficult or simply different conversation, and to nurture your own needs as you continue with your journey at Goshen College. If you have joined us for chapels earlier this month, you may have noticed that we did not pass the peace this morning. Um, pass, passing the peace is a ritual that we have been using at the beginning of chapels to welcome those around us and to greet people we may not know. It's carrying on a tradition that was begun a few years ago by a student um, from her home community in Columbia. Today, as part of our whimsical program, today we invite you to partake in a modified version of passing the peace. And I invite you to physically move yourself if you feel comfortable and join someone you may not know. It should be easy. There are lots of new faces among you today. Um, please pass the peace to those around you, taking time to acknowledge how many stories we are representing today. Remain in your new space for the remainder of chapel. Peace be with you. If you could all take your new seats. Thank you. In response to Laurel's sharing, we would like to lead you in a prayer for the campus, community, and world in which we live. Our hope is that this prayer will ground us in the world of wonder and awe in which we live. Spirit within us, we thank you for the moments of awe, for the breaths and the pauses. Guide us and help us to know when to stop and notice what's around us. For the little things here on our campus. Birds chirping. The sun hitting a sculpture just right. The beautiful voices we heard at open mic night last weekend and all the talent we'll see at kickoff. Friends throwing a frisbee on the lawn. Those little moments of clarity when you finally understand what you're studying. And the bigger things in our community. Everyone gathering this weekend at the Elkhart County Fairgrounds for the Mennonite Relief Sale. Local churches working together to house those who don't have homes. Students spending Community Engagement Day getting to know different organizations in the area. And in our world. Pope Francis visiting the United States, starting lots of important conversations. The rare view of the supermoon we'll be able to see this Sunday evening. And for the United Nations World Day of Peace, which happened this past Monday. God, your kingdom is at hand here in our world. May it be on earth as it is in heaven. May we find your presence at every level and feel your purpose in our lives. Amen. If you could, if you could all stand, if you are able.
From the highest of heights to the depths of the sea. Creations revealing your majesty. From the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring. Every creature unique in the song that it sings, all exclaiming, indescribable, uncontainable. You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls. On finding one pearl of great value, he went and sold all that he had and bought it. Now, go in peace. 